question with fat booties comes from. Yeah. Because it used to be like genetics. No, but yeah, it, it used to be in the eighties or in, like in the eighties, it was all about like, it wasn't like we're butts. recording wasn't, now, but well, okay. I mean, this is, I just not, wanted to let you guys know. You know when did we start recording? Just now. Just but, now. Butts have really blown up. I guess it was Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Weed and boys. Oh. Ass so fat. Let's make a baby. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause when you look through the years, mm-hmm. it's like, we uh, go in phases. Yeah, like mm-hmm. big booties wasn't all the rage, you know what I mean? Like the eighties and seventies. So it, it it started making a comeback with Sir Mix a lot. I like big butts. You know, cannot lie. lie. And I remember I was just like, hmm, big butts. And then so like I was instantly hip hop ba- made it super popular. Me being a fan, mm-hmm. and I remember like in I guess junior high maybe when things started like catching your attention. Yeah. And everybody was like into big boobs, and I was like, "No, dude, it's all about it's all about the booty." Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. now it's like everyone's all about it, and I'm like, "Hey, I was here first, all right? I, I was, was into this shit way before you kids." Yeah. <laughs> but social social media really done a done done a number because like now it's not just big butts. It's like when you look at those IG models, IG baddies. It's like you got to have everything. You got to have uh, you got to have here, and you got to have here. And that's why all these people are getting BBLs. I, I didn't realize what B, yeah what's a BBLs. B- that's B- what. Girls, we call it BBLs are Brazilian butt lifts. Oh, yeah, that's that's what BBLs are. I've been hearing a lot of people like a lot of people have more people than you'd expect have BBLs, and then you know, fake um, tatas, (laughs) Um, and it really just warps perceptions on bodies, man. I love um, big time. I went to uh, it was Rogan when he was here a while back. Um, when Uri Faber fought in the UFC, it was like a big event. Was, I think it was at the old Arco Arena too. Yeah. Um, but he had he did a stand up and he was like, imagine explaining to aliens the Kardashians. So you know, it's a couple years back. So I remember this one. And you know, he's like, well, why is she so? Why do pe- so many people listen to her? And he's like, oh, because she's she's big right here and she's she's big right there he's like and that's and that's it yeah yeah that's actually right so yeah she has some talent (laughs) (laughs) they're also marketing geniuses let's not take that away from they are they are marketing geniuses are they or Or the the mom mom, the mom yeah um but she taught the daughters and the daughters have done well too so like you can't take away like kylie jenner is a billionaire like they done put in work but still yeah. yeah they got up there partially because of Kim. Having a big, fat, juicy ass. <laughs> put him on the map. Yeah, it, did. it did. That ass really put him on the map. And by the way, no hate. Like, hey, make your money. It, just, yeah, yeah. It's, it was funny, though. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it makes you wonder, too, like how much, um, like, because, okay, so, so we lift. Our, our bodies were made in the gym, right? But like, at the same time, if you're in fitness culture, you you also see how kind of warped up uh, I guess uh, a sense of what a healthy body looks like is because oh, like yeah. yeah you know what I mean like uh, you don't have to look like us to be healthy you don't mm-hmm. even have to look anything remotely close to us but if you're in the fitness industry and if Mark was like fifteen pounds heavier we'd be saying Mark you you fat bro <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> yeah. or if I was fifteen pounds heavier like be like and see we got she a little fat, fat bro. <laughs> It's crazy. Just a little thick. Yeah. Just a little thick. If you ain't 180, you ain't a lady. Mm-hmm. You ain't 180, you ain't a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Oh, I just kept putting the camera on Mark as you and I were talking about the Kardashians, and he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do give a fuck about is I 
had some fish rice last night oh, and two steaks. I, I really should. You know what? From our conversation the other day, I really should be taking pictures of my meals so people understand. But I just feel like it's so boring. I never do. But yeah, that fish was good. IG stories disappear, right? Yeah, they do. They really do. I put some of that angry duck sauce on it. Did you like it? It was good. Still yeah. haven't messed with it. I it's, got a little, it's got a little spice to it. Spice mm. and tang. Mm-hmm. It's really spicy. good. What kind of fish was it? It was a salmon. Oh. It was, um, which one was it? The garlic something salmon, mm. but it was really good. I just like how quick it is, man. Like I got home from jujitsu and I was super tired. So I just warmed it up, put it on, put the rice on. Boom. Damn dumb. I'm having a hard time stopping with the shrimp. Uh, (laughs) Plow right through it every time. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put one in the microwave, and then I end up eating two of them right in a row. I haven't done the surf and turf yet. I need to. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Yesterday, I had the uh, eat right shrimp for breakfast. Right when I got here, I'm like, oh, I want to do a protein shake, and I'm like. How about I do something a little bit superior? And I had just, I, don't, I forget how many grams of protein are in it, but there's like no fat. 80 something, I think. Yeah, it's incredible. Something, yeah. And it's and on top of that, it tastes delicious. It's filling. Didn't have any rice with it. Went, went no carb, low mm-hmm. carb. Um, and it's just incredible. And the best thing is I didn't have to cook it. It was all ready for me. And all I had to do is throw it in the microwave. And if that's something that interests you, highly recommend that you go to eatrightfoods.com. That's eat. R-I-T-E foods.com. Um, get at least a week's worth of meals for yourself. Maybe another week's worth of food for a friend. <laughs> and uh, at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT25 for an entire 25% off your order. And then after that, use promo code POWERPROJECT for 10% off every order after that initial order. And again, all the links will be down in the description below, as well as the podcast show notes. Uh, eatrightfoods.com, promo code POWERPROJECT25. The first order, promo code POWERPROJECT for every order after that. Head over there ASAP. Oh my god! <laughs> I found the origin. Yeah, it's Wiz Khalifa. There you go. <laughs> was that what you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to find it. I I thought it was like at the end of a verse or whatever, but it yeah. was like it was stuck in, in the, the middle. middle there. Yeah. yeah. That's so fat. We can have a baby. Let's make a baby. Ask That's so fat. cool. Let's make mm-hmm. a baby. Yeah. It's you got to ask so fat. Let's make you a baby. Gotta... <laughs> uh, our obsession with asses, I think. Uh... <laughs> Probably started when I think people started to figure out that you can like manip- manipulate them pretty well through training. I think it, you know, I think like a lot. A oh, lot of, I yeah. think a lot of girls, you know, they tried, they started training their butts more mm-hmm. and then they were like, you know, like somebody like Kim Kardashian, people are probably like, how does she have a butt like that? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe she got that way because she's just sort of born ish that way. She uses you know? a hip circle. Right. She does use a hip circle. Mm-hmm. She does use a hip circle. But I think that people used to just think that that's the way someone was built and that was that. Yeah. But we've seen evidence mm-hmm. of uh, something different out there. Yeah. Dude, sometimes it really surprises me when I see before and after pictures of some women mm. and I'm just like, wait, three years of like some some women were like literally they they didn't have much of a build. Um, very thin, especially like through the arms and stuff. Very I've seen. thin, yeah, and the legs and everything. It like it looks like, and then three years later with training, it's like, like whoa, like oh, congratulations, just like that's great work. You know, like the way that you can like manipulate your body with some strength training is insane. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then what you were kind of talking about like uh, earlier about like when they became 
like in style again mm-hmm. but i mean i think it goes way back to like even caveman days like if she had them them birthing hips mm-hmm. you knew she was going to be good to plant your seed in so i think that's where the attraction comes <laughs> andrew <from. laughs> not talk like that sorry <laughs> but i i, 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 guess I used sense, grown-up yeah. words yeah <laughs> yeah no that, that does make that does make sense but yeah, like, she's healthy yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But straight, like, yeah, no, you're, you're right, though. Like, it's like, like, strength training really showed people that you can really change your body without having to get surgery. You know what I mean? But it'd still be wild how many of these people on online be, like, slightly getting BBLs without telling anybody. I actually wonder, like, what the body fat percentage is, is on some of these uh, fitness girls that look great. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what you can get away with. Because, um, I think, you know, having more muscle mass and having muscle in the right spots, you can, you don't have to be thin. You don't have to even try to be skinny to be attractive. You don't. You know, and I think that's, I think previously that's what people thought. Like, I I just need to get skinny. I just need to look like everybody else. Or I just mm-hmm. need to look like the other girls that are thin. And I don't think that's true anymore. No, that's not true. That's not it true. It probably was never true, actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that maybe people just didn't have a, a vehicle or a way to know how to grow the spots they wanted to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's the same, like whenever, like whenever I do, cause I like when women ask me about training, it's like, no, don't worry about losing weight. Just strength train. Trust me, your body will change. You know, you don't need to worry about dropping weight. Your body fat will go down without you really worrying at it. Eat up maintenance and just go into the gym, weight train. You could do some cardio, but cut this weight loss shit. You know, sometimes you do need to worry about dropping weight, especially if you're like really heavy, but. In many cases, just get into training, lifting weights. Your body will transform. What worked well for my butt was to get up 330 pounds. Hey, <laughs> man, you really do have a fat butt, though. I, mean, I know we always commented on here, but like you're, you're like when, when everyone saw you at that bodybuilding show, you know how many people in the crowd are like his ass is so fat. I've, I've never been like He's more gotta... uh, like oddly embarrassed in my life. Oh, so no. I, wa- I walked into the um <laughs> I walked into the, I don't know, Hani wanted me to get like some sort of shimmer or something on. I, I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. This yeah, bodybuilding yeah. shows. He's like, you need to get like, a, you need to shine up more or something. He's like, so go in there. And I go to go in this room and it's all women in there and they go, whoa. They're like, what did you do to get your ass like that? Uh, I love and, it. And Hani's like, oh my God, dude. He's like, you should see your face. He's like, you're so, you're so red right now. You're so embarrassed. Uh. I was like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. They're like kind of whistling at me as I yeah. walked in. I was now like, you oh. know how it feels. Yeah, I was like, this whole thing? <laughs> I was like, I'm not asking for it by wearing these tiny little underwear. <laughs> but maybe Damn. I was. But lots of squats, lots of deadlifts. But I kind of, my hips have always kind of been built a little bit that way to where my hips kind of point towards the <laughs> ground, I guess, a little bit, you know? Yeah, what do they call it? Like interior, oh, interior yeah, yeah. Pelvic pelvic tilt? tilt? There you yes. go. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Gosh, must have trained every day to do that. To build mm-hmm. that booty, huh? You have to. Every day, every day. Can't miss a day. You train every day, Andrew? I, oddly enough, have been training a lot more frequently. But no, not every day. Do you have um, like days that are scheduled to like not work out or does it sometimes just happen that you just don't work out? Uh, I try to leave those for the weekends, just not because like I really care that it's a Saturday or Sunday, but usually that's when the family's home. And that means that we're probably going to be up a little bit later than normal. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get it in in the morning, then there's a really good chance that I just won't get it in throughout the rest of the day um, just because there's too much going on. So if I do take a day off, it's going to be like on a Sunday. Because usually Saturday, um, I'll wake up early, train 
pretty good because we don't have anything scheduled usually on a Saturday. So I have a longer training session and then I have a day's worth of stuff with the family and then a long night usually because like I said, everyone's home, which means I'm kind of exhausted. So I'm like, you know what, tomorrow probably not going to happen. So that's usually when it will uh, not happen. But it, it, right now I'm training like five, six days a week. What if uh, you were going to go on like a, go to a barbecue or something on Saturday, but Sunday, uh, you know, you were like, oh, maybe I'll just switch it. You do that sometimes? All the time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't work, I don't uh, operate on a, uh, like a Monday through Friday schedule with my workouts either. Like Monday's not chest day, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. I just make sure I get in and do something. I think maybe we should define some non-negotiables. And what I mean by that is this, because whenever like we all get asked the question, oh, how many days a week should I train? Because a lot Mm -hmm. of people are like, how many days a week is the optimal days a week to train? It's a hard question to answer because um, when we think about training, uh, like people usually think of like a hard session, right? But there are just certain things that you should be doing each day outside of maybe the gym or hard cardiovascular work. That's just good for you, like walking. Right. I I wouldn't put that as part of training. Um, And when we think about it, like a lot of people who have desk jobs or sit at work all day, they don't get a lot of opportunity to actually Mm -hmm. walk. So a non-negotiable for them outside of getting in the gym and training should be getting multiple walks in a day or or Mm -hmm. quite a few steps in each day just in general for your health. You know, I don't know if people even know this, but on your phone, it mm-hmm. tracks your steps. I've shown this to a bunch of people and like, I didn't even know it had that on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So maybe there's people that are unaware, but at least for my phone, uh, which is just a iPhone, when you click on the uh, health thingy that has the heart, mm-hmm. it shows your steps and it'll actually show your steps from like previous days. As long as your phone was with you on your mm-hmm. walks, then yeah. you're good to go. So someone could even just be listening to this right now and say, oh, I kind of wonder if you look at your phone, you open up that app. It might take you a while to find it because uh, I've had to dive into some people's phones to like look for it. Mm-hmm. It was like harder on some phones than others for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, but once you find that, you might learn that, oh, I take 3,000 steps a day or I take 5,000 steps a day. See if you could just increase that. Yeah. It doesn't. You don't have to like, you know, you don't need to work towards 20,000 steps every day out of nowhere or something like that. Uh, 10,000 steps, I think, is a, is, is a pretty is a pretty large amount of walking. So if you can work your way towards that, that would be, uh, that would be a good goal. I think that's like, I think it turns out to be like five miles, which is kind of a lot of walking, but if you could get that, uh, maybe a few times a week, that would be great when it comes to strength training. And when it comes to, you know, like being a power lifter or trying to get like maximal results for bodybuilding or something, you know, this is where somebody could say, Oh, you know, four days a week, five days a week, it's probably a good mm-hmm. a good idea, um, and it that worked really well for me for powerlifting. Like I I kind of when I was in my powerlifting career, I I kind of needed days that were like off, but those days still weren't like all the way off because I would come in and I would do rotator cuff work. Mm-hmm. I would do like bullshit stuff. Uh, might work calves, might work abs, might do like other stuff that I just think uh, would be in my best interest to help me towards my goals. So I love training every day. It's on the schedule every day to train. And there's some days where I come in, I got my walks in, I did a podcast. I'm like, I actually don't really care if I train or not today. Mm -hmm. I'll just fucking go home and I don't sweat it. I don't worry Mm -hmm. about it. And then maybe when I uh, you know, after I eat dinner, maybe I'll go on another walk or something like that. Yeah. No, I, I, I do agree with that. Like 
one thing is it's like you shouldn't beat yourself up too much if you're not able to get in a, a training session during the week let's say like you you set yourself up a five day a week training protocol and you only get four days in one week don't let that beat yourself up and i would honestly suggest don't try to get that session in or make up that session in the next week because what happens is if you're not used to especially if ever, all those training days that you've programmed are hard mm-hmm. if you're not used to doing that in succession mm-hmm. and then you try to do six days the next week you probably won't feel that great but what when the way i look at it and this is just this is me this isn't what everybody needs to do but i try to do something that is training every day um there will be sessions during the week that are harder and then there will be sessions that i have during the week that are purposefully easy where i just like it could be that i work every body part but it's light and i'm just driving blood to those different muscle groups because that helps with recovery right and i get to move and i and afterwards i always feel good even if i went in super tired if i can just do some lightweight get some blood flow everywhere i feel great um and that's just like i think that you can manage that it doesn't need to be an hour it can be 20 minutes 30 mm-hmm. minutes um and if it, there's a day for some reason that i couldn't get to the gym especially like during quarantine i'll do some type of kettlebell movements work where i just get to move my body through different ranges of motion i like doing that so i do some form of training every single day you know what i mean but it's not that every day is hard and i think that's what we got to remember you know um not every day needs to be a hundred percent it doesn't have to be a full a fully super sophisticated workout plan that you run every single day that you, that you do every single day you could go in the gym and say you know what i just want some movement um you could even do like one exercise a day um i think that even if you were to convince yourself to do one exercise you most likely would probably do more um but I had a really simple workout a couple days ago. All I did was uh, low cable curls and uh, tricep pushdowns. I just went back and forth on them, back and forth. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for like 20 or 30 minutes. I ended up doing it for an hour straight. <laughs> I didn't do any other exercises, though. Just those two movements. It mm-hmm. felt really good. Um, and that would be the other thing, too. Don't think that you need to get in a bunch of exercises. Um you know, somebody might have scientific proof or evidence that it's more advantageous to do two or three mm. uh, body parts in a training session or or three exercises per workout or whatever it is. But that doesn't mean you don't get any benefit from going to the gym and doing one exercise. And I think we have a tendency to undersell what we actually do or what we actually did. And sometimes you might say something like, oh, I all I had time for today, I just went in the gym and deadlifted. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, deadlifts is like one of the hardest exercises you can pick. And same with a squat. And so if that's all, if that's, you know, quote unquote, all you did for the day, that's actually a lot. And you should be pumped about that. You don't have to worry about whether you got hamstring curls in or leg press or belt squat and all the other things that you might have wanted to get to. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I will say this, though, too, because I think a lot of um there are probably a lot of individuals who their ears perked up and they're like, well, I only have to do deadlifts and squats. And that's, yeah, it's good. Trust me. It's, it's a good training session. But if you do want to gain a lot of muscle in other places, mm-hmm. you probably should do those smaller movements. That'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a newer lifter. So uh, a more advanced lifter, if someone can deadlift, let's just say 500 pounds and they went in the gym and they did uh, four sets of six with 405 mm-hmm. or something like that. It's like, well, that's, yeah, dude, you can probably go the fuck home. Yeah. Like, you wrecked your hamstrings, your lower back, and your butt, and you're you're good. You don't need to probably worry about it. <laughs> but if you're a newer lifter, and you did 185 for four sets of six, 
it'd probably be in your best interest to say, you know what? I need to spend some fucking time doing some. I got some chicken legs. <laughs> I need to spend some time doing some leg curls. I'm going to drag the sled for 20 minutes and then I'm going to go home. That falls into the whole muscles money thing that we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like realize this, like when you've put in Andre Milanichev came on and said your first few years of training you should be building a volume so building a volume each body part doing everything everywhere so you can build muscle so that you then can use that muscle to do strength work so if you are starting out start off by essentially doing bodybuilding work and then if you want to do powerlifting do that after a few years because you've probably built a good body that can handle training volume right mm-hmm. but the cool thing is that after a lot of training years after you've built a a good body it doesn't take that much to maintain the muscle you've put on you don't need to keep lifting that training volume to maintain your frame actually we had brad schoenfeld and a lot of like menno henselmans they came in and they specifically said hey if you it doesn't take a lot to maintain muscle that's already been built building it is rough not rough i'm not gonna say rough building it takes work but maintaining it takes much less work Mm -hmm. and then what i was also going to add about Cause I was just thinking like this week, you know, my son, he's seven months old. So we had a, we had a pretty bad night the other night. Mm. Like he just, he he was so tired. He couldn't sleep. It was weird. Like he would fall asleep and then he'd wake up freaking out. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of made the decision at like 1am, like, yeah, probably not going to do it tomorrow. So I made sure that I got as good rest as I could because I started, I sort of treated that rest day as like another workout almost. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I'm going to make sure I get good rest here because like i don't want to throw away the day completely and made sure i actually made it worth it mm. to kind of chill out so by doing that that prevented me from feeling like shit for not working out because mm. it just i mean it would have been so bad to get like four hours of sleep and then try to lift like it would just it would not have been good wouldn't been bad yeah people don't need to get anxiety over and Seema saying he works out every day okay. <laughs> or, or any one of us saying that we walk or do whatever each and every day um it, but we do think it's important to exercise every day, and um, I think it's it's also important to understand. Like again, given the scenario, uh, let's just say let's just say I went to go in the gym and do some back, right? Mm-hmm. Go in, do some lat pull downs, do a couple seated rows, and then I get pulled away, and uh, I'm in like a meeting or something, and then for whatever reason, I just don't feel like I got enough motivation to go back in the gym and train. Now, do you really think it matters that much that I come back in tomorrow and I decide to do some pullovers and I decide to do a couple other things for my lats and finish them off, you know, 14 hours later? I mean, there's just there's not enough real compelling evidence or testing or like these tests are they're too hard to do um, when you're just living your life and you're just exercising these certain ways. So uh, I wouldn't think that you have to. There are particular ways to work out. I don't mm-hmm. want to say like you know working out completely randomly all the time uh, is you might uh, miss you might be misdirected and not be able to get to your goal as quickly as you'd like. So that's not necessarily great. Um, but it is your workout and it is your body. And if you really don't like working out that much, select things that you know that you do like. Try not to spend too much time in the gym. I think that's a really good thing that you do in SEMA. It's like, I don't really see you in there forever. Like, you're in there and you're getting your shit done, get a lot of work done. Um, but I don't know you to be in there for like three or four hours. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think some people make the mistake of being in there for so long, it cuts into their next day. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the gym 
uh, three or four times a week and you're in there 90 minutes every single time and you're just dead ass tired and you, you don't think that you can train on these other days, maybe cutting back on those other days a bit. And also like, what about just being fired up or inspired by something you see somebody else post? Like we do that all the time. Like, Hey, this guy exercise that guy did. Oh shit. That was wild. Let's try that today. Mm -hmm. And that will be our workout for the day. <laughs> like, so don't think that every time that you go into a gym or every time that you're going to do some sort of resistance training, that it needs to be this monumental workout. It could literally just be a couple exercises, make it fun. Fun for me is to try new things and to mess around with new stuff. Um, it's, it's rare that I do the same workout. Um, I'm just trying to make sure what I'm saying is accurate. But yeah, I, I would say that over the last maybe 10 or 15 years, um, before that, I did do similar workouts over the last 10, 15 years. I have not done a single workout that is the same from one week to the next. They've been all very, very different. What I mean by that is one week I might use a curl bar. The next mm. week I might use hammer curls. The next week, now there is some utility and strategy in saying, I'm going to make my hammer curls stronger. Mm. So that way you have a measure and you can kind of follow up and, and work on them for periods of time. But me personally, I never dug that. I never cared that much about that. I just keep switching things up. I just kind of do what calls to me. And that way I can uh, auto-correct uh, in the workout. And I can say, man, I'd love to do those rows with Encima, but my lower back actually hurts today. So you know what? I'm just going to kind of do a pussy workout and do pull-downs or something, you know? So you got to, you know, whatever you're going to be able to do for the day, uh, lean into that. Don't worry too much about the shit that you can't get to or do. I love what you just said there. The weights speak to me. And the weights tell me what I <laughs> What'd you say, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> That's so esoteric. Um, but no, no, I, 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 so I, the way I used to set up my training um, was I would literally write my program out and I would have multiple six week cycles of like, I'm progressing this for this next. I'm progressing this. I'm progressing this. I still do quite a bit of that. But the way I do things now is like, there are certain movements that, okay, I'm going to be working on this movement for the next four to six weeks. And there's a few of those and then everything else is fair game. So if I feel like doing a different shoulder exercise than what I, than, than this that I was doing last week, I'll do that. Um, and there's more, I allow more variability now. Um, and I think that's beneficial to do when you know more, like you said the last 10 to 15 years, but you've been training for how long? Like yeah, 30 something years, yeah. 30 something years. And I would assume that like you still did different things from week to week, but when you were earlier in your training career and especially when you were like getting ready for meets, mm -hmm. things were a much more regimented in what yeah. you were doing from week to week in terms of like box squats, mm -hmm. all the different types of movements. But like now that you kind of understand what you, how you progress, you understand what your body can do. You can then just kind of do what, feels right and still make progression because you are so familiar with the gym. Yeah, there would be different uh, variables thrown in there. So like one week uh, I might squat with bands and next week I might squat with chains. But to your point, I knew so much about what I was doing and I could feel that the weights were similar. So there might have been 405 pounds of weight on the bar and then there might have been 200 pounds of chain on the bar. And then the next time I went to use the bands, I would kind of make sure the bands were a similar weight. So it wasn't like I was going from, uh, you know, one weight to some crazy weight the next week, but there was always small, uh, there's always small, like little, um, changes in the workouts. And so they weren't massive all the time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I went from like doing a box squat to 
doing Bulgarian split squats the next week. You know, I did squat um, for many, many, many years uh, straight, you know, probably for a good 15 years straight of mm-hmm. box squatting every single week for 52 weeks. Um, but my point in it being different is that I would use a different bar. I would use a different rep strategy. I would use a different set strategy. I would use different forms of resistance in terms of bands, chains, weight releasers, and or just the weight on the bar. So there's a massive amount of variability, but there was also indicators. Dave Tate wrote wrote articles about this on EliteFTS.com, which you can still check out today, or it might be on T Nation. Sorry about that. I can't remember where I saw it, but he wrote articles about indicators, and he had these specific indicators that for him... Um, he, if he felt those go up, he knew he was getting stronger in other areas. An example of that would be maybe he would do a rack deadlift, you know? And so he knew like if his rack deadlift is going up, his lower back was getting stronger. His regular deadlift might be a little stronger than it used to be. And his squats might be a little stronger than it used to be. Things like that, that you're going to start to recognize in yourself that, Oh my God, I, I increased the strength of my lats, the way that I can pull and I increase the strength of my biceps. Holy shit. These pull-ups are way easier. Mm-hmm. There's going to be like things that you might have indicators in your own workouts. You know, one thing I want to add in there too, is that when I was mentioning like, yeah, I work out every day. I understand that not for everybody, I guess working out isn't the biggest part of their life. Right. Um, for me, like exercise and health is very huge because I'm looking for longevity. And I don't like when I get older, I want to feel young. So that's why I'm so gung ho about this shit. But one thing is like, you don't need to go to the gym too all the time. Like I think uh, Nick bear always said that since he was 13 years old, he always just did a hundred pushups every single day. Like that's just something he did. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying you need to do a hundred pushups every day, but if there's a day that you know, you're not going to go to the gym, maybe like, I'm going to do 10 pushups today because what's going to probably happen is you'll do your 10 you'll probably do more than 10 and then maybe you might end up doing 30, 40, 50 pushups during that day. And that is a good thing to do for your body. Um, or I have a pull-up bar at my house. So it's always hanging up on a door. And usually whenever I pass through the frame, I always do a few pull-ups. I'll always do like three, four, five, maybe eight, whatever, but I'll always get in a lot of pull-ups during the day and those add up. So you don't necessarily have to go to the gym to get work done. You can have a few weights at home. And like I mentioned, there are days that I just get blood flow. You could get a good, just blood flow type of workout, getting blood flow to different muscles in 10 to 15 minutes. If you just have one pair of dumbbells at your house, Mm -hmm. literally. Does it matter um, that you're doing like two or three every couple hours because you said it adds up but you probably don't feel like a burn you don't really feel like you worked out does that even matter though oh that absolutely matters so like, like but so you're saying do i need to feel sore essentially yeah because yeah. yeah so if we're talking about the like the amount of pull-ups that most people can do before mm-hmm. they feel something like most people will feel something with five pull-ups mm-hmm. four pull-ups you'll feel something and if you just do that multiple times through a doorway you end up doing 15, 20 pull-ups during your day, that will add up over time mm-hmm. in terms of your actual pull-up strength mm-hmm. and, and everything else that's working when you're doing pull-ups. So it is beneficial. Like that's like, I think movement in general is, should be more encouraged because of how most of us live nowadays. Most of us live in a seat for a lot of our days and we're not standing like mm-hmm. we're, we're, I feel super lucky that we get to just be here standing near this podcast and we're not sitting in chairs because this promotes 
movement, mm-hmm. right? Um, and most people have to sit down at work on a computer all day long, and that doesn't promote movement. So if you can have like a kettlebell in your office or something, or even a desk riser that promotes movement, that's going to be so freaking useful for you. Mm-hmm. To Ansema's point, and to answer your question a little bit more too, Andrew, is uh, what this is referred to is like repeated effort. So when you try to have a repeated effort in the gym of let's say pull-ups are a great example, let's say set number one, you do eight reps and then you rest 90 seconds. Set number two, you do six reps. Set number three, you get like three reps. Well, uh, according to, there's a lot of different ways to train, but in general, I would suggest that that person moves on to probably something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your strength decreased, but your strength decreased by over 2%, which is usually like just a rep or two. And uh, in that case, it's usually a good idea to move on to another exercise. You can apply this to dumbbell pressing, bench, you know, regular barbell bench pressing, squats, deadlifts, anything that you want. Once you start to decrease your, your repetitions by like two or more, it's probably time to discontinue that exercise. In the case of pull-ups, in the case of what Ensema is talking about, his repeated effort, if somebody was to do this, to do it at a gym or in an office setting or at their house or wherever, if they just had a chin-up bar, pull-up bar, just randomly somewhere, and they could get it, let's say their max amount of reps they could do is like three, uh, They got three reps in here, three reps there, three reps there, um, scattered throughout the day, uh, one, you know, after, uh, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one later on the day, they're going to be able to have a good repeated effort and get all three repetitions every single time, as opposed to only resting for 90 seconds. They won't induce the same soreness most likely Mm -hmm. because they didn't have a shortened rest period. So they didn't go into it fatigued. So someone could technically say, well, maybe you're not going to, you know, get the hypertrophy that you would get. But the other argument would be, Hey, you did more volume. So you're still going to get bigger. You're still going to get, and you're still going to get stronger. So there's many, many ways to train training, um, intentionally when you're fatigued, we already know works really well, Mm pre-exhaust methods or, uh, just not giving yourself adequate rest to do the next set in the case of German volume training, Mm. doing a 10 by 10, you know, and doing every 90 seconds or something Mm -hmm. will annihilate you. And you only need like a 45 pound plate on each side of the bar. And uh, that can probably elicit some muscle growth, but something different where you did, let's say three sets of 10 where you used 315 pounds. The intensity is now higher. You rest for four or five minutes in between your sets. That one will also have a lot of value, and you'll also be able to grow and expand from that as well. Damn. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, because people will be like, no, like you have to, you know, feel that soreness. You have to get hypertrophy going. Um, but it's funny because, you know, in SEMA, um recommending people do that every time they walk by that that pull-up bar, like just do a couple. Um, if someone is thinking like, no, you need to be sore, therefore I'm not even going to bother, it's like, Dude, you're going the wrong way at that point. You know, it's like uh, just because you're not going to get sore from doing three pull-ups, you're just not going to do them at all. So you're just going to totally wipe that off the table. Like mm-hmm. that's that's going the wrong direction. But on the topic of soreness, so the first thing about soreness is first off, when you're newer in the gym, um, especially in like year one, year two, and mm-hmm. you're really like progressing, progressing, right, and the gains are coming fast. Soreness is prevalent. 
Like you, you feel sore a lot, especially when you do some new things that you've never done before. Like your hamstrings might feel like they not be, they might not be able to move. Um, you'll feel super sore. Uh, but as you work out longer and longer and longer, even as you get stronger, even as you build up volume, the, you don't get as sore as you used to when you started. Right. Like I don't get as sore as I, I did when I, when I first started training, um, so that that's one thing. Like I don't use soreness as a predictor of oh I trained hard. I actually use if I know if I'm really really sore, that's a tell to me that okay I'm gonna go a little bit easier today. So instead of just not working out, that'll be a day that I go into the gym and I do a thirty minute thing where I just again blood flow. I just get a pump on a lot of things and I don't worry about lifting super heavy weight or I don't look for to be super stressful. I just worry about going through a good range of motion, getting blood to those different muscle groups. So. What I'm the the reason why I'm saying that is I don't necessarily think that a lot of people when they're super sore they're like okay I'm not going to do anything today, which is okay that can actually help you with recovery too that that's fine, but you could also look at that and be like okay I'm just going to go into the gym I'm going to do twenty or thirty minutes of something easy because mm-hmm. that will help your recovery, but at least I still think that there is a benefit in the habit of making sure uh, that you do something each day yeah. even if it's something easy did, just doing something. Did you do? That when you were going to like a 24 hour gym where there was a lot of other people and a lot of opportunities for your ego to come work out with you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's big. Cause that's what I was thinking too. Cause I'm like back in my day, like if I showed up at the gym, it's like, no, I'm going to show everybody that I'm going to work longer and harder than everybody here and then end up getting hurt harder or <laughs> worse yeah. than everybody. But yeah. Soreness is also deceiving because it can happen from stretching, you know? So oh, like yeah. if you were, if you just, if you chose to do uh dumbbell yeah. flies and you chose to superset that with pec deck type movement, uh, you'd be super sore. Or mm-hmm. instead of your uh, squats for the day, you just chose to do like a Bulgarian split squat or something, you know, something that kind of stretches you out more or, or uh, stiff leg deadlifts. Mm-hmm. You know, you did a lot of stiff, stiff leg deadlifts mm-hmm. or the calves are a great example. Oh yeah. You do full range of motion, calf work, calf work and your oh. calves get really, really sore. So soreness is not, it's not a bad indicator. It's like, it is an indicator mm-hmm. of like uh, a certain amount of work that gets done. I, I like, I like for myself, I like for areas to feel like they got worked a little bit, you know, uh, not really super sore. Uh, not really stiff necessarily, but, um, the next day and sometimes even a day later, they just feel like a little like swollen and even like a little stay, uh, exhausted mm-hmm. or in that range. Got it. Yeah, and the internet's back by the way. What? Oh! <laughs> got the internet back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so if you guys have any online references, I can finally pull them up. Oh, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it would it would be absolutely useful because again, not everyone. I'm lucky to be working in a place that has a gym right next to me. So if I ever do want to get a quick thirty minute workout in, it's ten steps away. So I understand. I have this advantage. So if if anything, what I'm talking about here, buy a pair of dumbbells for your house. Buy a kettlebell for your house. Maybe get a pull up bar for a door frame. Just again, so if you can't make it to the gym, right? could do something small in the comfort of your own home. And it doesn't need to be some heroic ass workout. Mm-hmm. You can do something quick and easy. A lot of times, um, some of the CrossFit workouts are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be like 12 minutes long. You do some sort of dumbbell complex. Add a hip circle into the mix with a lot of those movements. I like doing a lot of that too. Yeah. You right? get crushed. 
Yeah. I, I, one workout I did it with my daughter, uh, I just said, pick a number and, you know, from one to 10. I, I genuinely didn't care what it was going to be. I'd make something up if it was like a one, but she said 10. I'm like, all right, we're going to do 10 burpees every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. Mm. Dude, I mean, okay, so someone who doesn't do a lot of push-ups or anything like that, like she was actually pretty sore, which was kind of funny, but yeah. it was so easy and like it was fun and it's like anybody could do that. And those fucking CrossFitters, man, every minute on the minute or like those Tabatas or whatever the hell they're called, yeah, like they sound so like, oh, I can do that. And then halfway through, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get through it, mm-hmm. but that's like part of that challenge. So something as easy as just a hundred burpees in 10 whole minutes, it can be pretty challenging after a while, you know, so depending on where you are in your, your fitness, um, I guess journey, but like, yes, little things like that can add up. When you mess around with training every day, do you sometimes midway through a workout kind of look at the clock and say, yeah, I should probably wrap this one up but maybe for tomorrow i should get like is there something sometimes your things roll over yeah you're like oh i, I should probably because like you know you, we get excited we want to do other stuff and you're just like that would be good to uh, incorporate that tomorrow or you, do you do stuff like that yeah yeah things roll over all the time like especially if like if i'm doing a few pretty stressful movements and i'm just like oh i really wanted to do nordics today but this that's just not gonna fly i'll just do it tomorrow like it's like a roll yeah, over minutes be, from cell phones. Yeah, yeah people. Yeah, got, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, people <laughs> got to be okay with that, though. You know, and I think a lot of times people like uh, they stress about it. They get yeah. real worried about it that that they can't do it the next day. Because sometimes there is a little bit of merit, and if especially if you're on a again, if you're some if you're someone who's getting ready for a powerlifting meet, and you've split up your squats and your deadlifts and your benches on different days of the week, and for some reason. Who knows why? But like you weren't able to get in the deadlift volume you needed to get in, but tomorrow you're going to squat. You can't deadlift tomorrow. I get it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can understand that. But in most people's situations, if you're just trying to get stronger, you're not powerlifting for a meet, or you're just trying to get bigger and you're not doing a show, you should be totally okay with letting things roll over to another day. Or, you know, maybe just doing that later on in the week. It's not that big of a deal. I'd say, especially with people that are trying to lose weight mm-hmm. get the fuck out of the gym like you if you already went and you already got a good training session in you should cut your losses and go because the more that you sweat the more that you work the more calories that you burn the more calories your body's going to want so literally it gets to a point where all you're going to do is make your chubby little self hungrier for later on <laughs> in the day that's what i think about i'm like oh man i need i do mm-hmm. love training but i'm going to be so hungry <laughs> if i keep doing this my mind's going to be wandering, so I just try to say, you know what? Just fucking get out of here. Chubby yeah. little knees. <laughs> yeah. hey, but Chubby little kneecaps. Real talk on the idea of exercise equipment. Um, if you aren't getting something for your home, get something that you're excited about and that promotes movement. Uh, the, the, what I was thinking about was like the slat board is so cool. Even though it's just a freaking board that <laughs> is a, at a slat. Um like it's a really good like mobility tool because you can just get on that squat and sit there. I like doing that a lot. And you can add in body weight squats onto it. You can add in like mm-hmm. weighted squats. I got one in my living room. Right? It, it mm-hmm. promotes movement. Mm-hmm. And if you just put it right there, literally, if you just put it right there in your living room, you probably go and you just fucking yeah, squat. Yeah, when I walk it. past it, I just move around on it, <laughs> squat on it. Yeah. yeah. It. When I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's going to kind of like hurt to do that out of nowhere. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. But... I do it anyway and it loosens up my back and it feels good and I just do a couple reps and I sit back down and watch TV. There you go. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually was doing um, just uh, calves on it. Like just 
lifting myself up and it was just mm-hmm. like this is cool like it's comfortable like you're not like falling off a ledge or anything and uh yeah my so calf raises on the slant board is really good and i was couldn't walk the rest of the day because i was like a newborn baby colt doesn't our buddy Kyle Kingsbury like not have couches or something? What is it about his house that promotes movement? He does something. He has what a trampoline. He well, he when we were there, he had a couch. Yeah, he um, did. Okay, but he didn't have a he didn't have uh, any chairs for like at dinner time. He had to like kind of sit down, crisscross right, applesauce, yeah. and try to figure the out table how to was eat very on low. the floor. It was so strange. Great salad though. It was but amazing. I mean, that's. Salad. that's pretty that's yeah. pretty great like he's got weights like right under his tv and his kids like bouncing off of exercise <laughs> balls and just climbing and, uh, all over everybody yeah. yeah honestly again anything to promote different types of movement i'm in favor for mm-hmm. that's why like i'm in favor of standing desks like, his son bear jumped right on his back <laughs> And like, it looked like he was trying to take his neck. Like he was a jujitsu practitioner. It was hilarious. That boy's going to be a savage, man. (laughs) It was amazing. He already is. Our boy Kyle with no shoes. Ever. Yeah. I want to get a trampoline, though, the way that they had it. Mm -hmm. It's just a small trampoline, but. Yeah. I don't trust trampolines, man. No. Not with with my big ass. I do not. Oh, God is. Yeah. Poof. Like, I've seen some people with some accidents. I was like, yeah, you get "Mm." fucked up. The Natty Professor. The Nutty Professor. Oh, was that in the movie? Yeah. Oh, wow. Let me find it. Actually, um, by the way, guys, my new name is Jean-Claude Van Daddy, just so you know. So (laughs) if you ever refer to me, it's no longer in SEMA. It's no longer Natty Professor. It is Jean-Claude Van Daddy or Van Daddy (laughs) or JCV (laughs) Daddy. Daddy. You changed it officially? It's officially. Josh Settledge actually coined it. So I coined him Settlegate and he coined me. Now you got to work on a split uh, between the chairs. Yes. Look, here we go. Oh, what is it? Oh, yeah. The acupuncture. But no, this is going to be in SEMA on the trampoline. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all the way down. Fucking Eddie Murphy, man. How much is he benching? Oh, oh come on. It's like one, damn, maybe 100 pounds. Wow. Anyway. I don't think this movie would fly these days. The Nutty Professor. I don't think people would be okay with a man wearing a fat suit like that. They'd probably be like, that's phobic. Yeah, I think I so. love that movie. I, I, yeah, it, it, it would because when he loses the weight, he's like super mean huh, to the fat huh. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> it's an amazing movie. Though. The only funny. thing you need to study is your ass. Your mama's <laughs> got a big ass. I got a big ass. And he's like, pass the salt. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. Oh, God, God, that's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's a great one. One of the greatest. In uh, in training every day. Uh, you don't really have a body part split, right? You because you you kind of do full body That's most weird. of the time. That's a funny thing, man. Like you are, you always ask me, "What are you training?" I'm like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my answer is always everything because it's always full body days for me now. But you also do like movements that are just like uh, different, right? I mean, you're doing like um, the uh, what's, what's that monkey foot, right? You're yeah. doing monkey foot. Mm-hmm. You're doing some knees over toes stuff, which is going to kind of require. I mean, it's you know they're lunges and. Uh, knees over toes like stuff but it does kind of require your whole body mm-hmm. um do you still do like just regular like bodybuilding type shit yeah i'll do bicep curls i'll do lateral raises i'll do hamstring curls um i'll do calf work i do i do all of those movements um 
but I do add in a lot of movements that add a lot of other muscle groups in. So when I say full body, it's not like just because the um, sissy squat like has the quads and the glutes. I don't. I don't count that as both. I'll still do a hamstring movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to do any direct glute work these days. Like my butts. <laughs> I got it. But you're not literally training every muscle group every day, right? Like my mentor Rip Rogers, <laughs> who claimed he, he claimed he did uh, every body part every day. You are um, you're getting to a bunch of different muscles in a day, and you don't have a specific split. Yeah. It's, like you're not training your body. You're not doing like bicep curls, tricep push downs, and then the knees over, right? I'm doing that after. <laughs> well, I'll always do biceps and triceps. No, I know, but you don't yeah. get, but you don't get in every, you're not working every muscle every day. Oh, like day. traps and what? Right? Because you're not in there <laughs> well, for that long. I'm not in there for that long. I, I, but I, I, yeah. I, I superset a lot of shit. Yeah, so, no, I know. Like so. that, that's why I can get through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because I can get through my workout in 45 minutes to maybe an hour because right after one movement, I'm not. Like I'll I'll be doing maybe if I'm doing sissy squats maybe I'm doing some face pulls right after the sissy mm-hmm. squats and the backs of the sissy squats, right. so like I will work biceps. If I my, my full body split is three days that week, mm-hmm. I'll get it three t- times. If I'll get my triceps three times, right. um, and I'll there'll be enough sh- variation between the days to where you are hitting every muscle group. Yes, yeah. Right. So at least every muscle group is being hit individually two to three times a week because I do three workouts. But there isn't a day that's just lower body or a give day us that's a just sample workout body. for free today. Uh, <laughs> sissy squats. Don't charge us today. Mm-hmm. Sissy squats, face pulls, pull ups, um, lateral raises, hammer curls, tricep push downs. Um, with that, I usually would do a barbell movement. Andrew, so, have you ever seen this guy work this hard before? Never once. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever watched me work out? No. Okay. <laughs> no, because I because I've been in the gym while you're in the gym, and I have not seen you do any of this. Really? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's no. very interesting. I know. Mm, you must not be paying attention. It could um, be. Then I will be also be doing like maybe on that workout. <laughs> yeah, you're really. I'm, ooh, I'm being serious. I'm gonna flame the fuck out of you very soon. Um, where was I? Where was I? So, might, well, you were lying many, about your workout. I was lying yeah, about yeah, my yeah. workout. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Remember <laughs> yeah. yeah, hard to remember. Um, and then some type of row or something, maybe like, I don't. I haven't done penley rows in a minute, but I might do like some uh, dumbbell rows or something like that. When and you then, work calves. Sometimes just usually, if I do tibialis raises, which is the Shins, stuff on yep. the wall, um, I'll sometimes do calves on the slant board, but that's only like once a week. I don't do calves that often. And then, did you say hamstrings already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I already did. mentioned hamstrings. So, but that doesn't take me long because I move between movements. Crank right through everything. I yeah. crank right through each movement. And then, like, how many like like reps? And Usually sets? three. And reps depends on the day. I might be doing Just sets of ten. It. I might okay. be doing sets of twenty. It depends on how I feel on the day. Yeah. So some days, if I feel like doing very high rep loads on something, I'll do very high reps. If I feel like doing something between it's usually i'll usually do really high reps on days that i'm trying to get a lot of blood flow so if it's an easier day for me then i'll do sets of 15 or 20 and that really helps with recovery because you get a lot of blood flow to the muscle group you do uh uh what's gonna say uh four or five exercises in like a tandem like a three usually set? three three okay. it'll usually be three it's two or three because i can't like it, it's too distracting hard. yeah it'd be hard to, yeah it'd be hard to move but but those exercises usually don't have anything getting in the way of each other mm-hmm. so if i do sissy squats and face pulls and bicep curls they don't get in the way of each other the face pulls don't take away from the biceps the biceps don't take away from the sissy squat but you won't see me do a sissy squat and then something else for my hamstrings because i've that, always liked working out that way where there's like one or two things that are fairly easy like a yeah. face pull mm-hmm. and a curl like just aren't that hard a sissy squat's a little more challenging yeah so you got one thing that's going to get you breathing pretty heavy the other two are kind of just 
other movements. And I also understand that not everybody has the ability in a commercial gym right, right. to go between. So, but I still think, cause we made a video about antagonistic supersets and there were a lot of comments of people saying like, Oh, but in a commercial gym, you can't hug. Well, you could do a face pull and then maybe do a bicep curl and not get in the way. You could literally stay right there at that thing, do a face pull, pull it down, do a bicep curl, put it up, do a face pull. You can choose these movements. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of people making ex those types of excuses, but I, I think you could, you could actually do that if you set things up the right way. So you can save a lot of time. We can give you guys excuses too, on uh, not giving you any more fucking information. So <laughs> just stop, <laughs> just please stop the madness. <laughs> fucking be, uh, have a ounce of creativity in your blood. And, oh God. Uh, oh. Carry some dumbbells over to the fucking bench, you know, or whatever you got to do, figure it out. Have an ounce but, but, of creativity. Creativity. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. But but really, okay, at a, at a gym, I think also this is where like maybe a little bit of anxiety comes into the gym because people are scared of talking to each other. And this is one thing like when I used to work out at commercial gyms because I did do supersets, I'd just like, I'd be like, hey, can I work in? I'm going to be doing this and this. And they'd be like, cool. Like you just have to talk to somebody else and make an agreement and you're good, right? And I've worked, at, I've worked out at commercial gyms before. So some people are too afraid to tell another person, hey, I'm going to be going between this and this. Because most likely the other person's going to say, bitch, no, they're not going to do that to you. You're Every gonna... once in a while they might say, oh, well, I'm doing some drop sets and I, I, I got one or two more sets to finish up. And you're like, yeah. okay, cool. I'll circle back. I'll circle back later. And yeah, that, that's, that's it. You could just circle back. But typically that, that some people will say, Simo, it's because you're big or whatever. But no, it's like just because you have some etiquette and you talk to somebody and say, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, can, can I work in with you on this That's while I'm doing point. this? Mm -hmm. And boom, you can do it. It is not that difficult. I have done that before. So it, to all of you who are like, eh, I can't do that at a commercial gym. Don't. That's okay. <laughs> don't. You don't need to talk to anybody. It's okay. Yeah. Just be nice. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Take us on out of here, Andrew. I will. Thank you everybody for checking out today's episode. I'm going to kill you, Andrew. He's going to kill me. So Thanks everybody for checking out this podcast. This is my last sign time. off, and you guys will never. This see is the last again. time you're going to be seeing Zaddy on the Power last Project. Last time so we're going to have somebody that looks just like Andrew <laughs> next, <laughs> right behind there, and they just vaguely look like him. Are you talking about Ryan Sober? Right, <laughs> <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it! Go for it! <laughs> so. Uh, Ryan's parents came to visit him and they were looking through one of the doors like, oh, hey, we're curious why Ryan didn't come open the door for us. Like, oh, because it was not right. It was me. They thought I was their son. That's awesome. <laughs> so, you saw the head and they're like, oh, that's our child. Like, we just saw a bald head beard and we just figured and I was like, hey, I'll take it because Ryan's like, man, checked, maybe, so. maybe he's not in a good mood today or some shit. <laughs> that's awesome. So, that was great. Eddie Hoot. That was great. Uh, yeah, Ryan will be producing the show pretty soon. <laughs> uh, thank you, Eat Right Foods, for sponsoring today's episode. That's eatritefoods.com. Check for the links down in the description as well as the podcast show notes below. Um, follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z. And Seema, where are you at so people know who to tag when they can't find me? Um. At Nsima Yin Yang on Instagram and YouTube. At Nsima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. I was actually just looking up the steps thing you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So apparently on average, my steps are around like 6220. 
Yeah, mine so, are five something. I didn't get those up. Same. Well, I'm you, on my feet a lot, but yeah. like I'm not like I guess I can be doing more in terms. You of You actually steps. walk around a lot when you're training because I've seen like when you walk from one, you like there's a lot of missteps that uh, you know don't get calculated. But yeah. What I would encourage people to do too is like try to have. There's a difference between like intended exercise and um, just like walking your dog. You know, I think. Some people take their dogs on like a walk and they go out on like what I would consider like a legitimate walk. But sometimes I see like the dog, like, you know, just off, like, you know, kind of doing its own thing. And the the person has to keep kind of managing or with, or with their children, same thing. Your kid goes running off and like those walks are great and it's great to walk with your dog and it's great to walk with your child and stuff like that. But I still think there's a difference between like having like an intention of getting in your own exercise. Mm. Um, so do that the best way that you can. And if you, uh, have recreational stuff that you do, or you do gardening or construction work or, or, um, any of those other things, those are all like, you uh, play golf or whatever. All those things are uh, just extra. Those are all add-ons. They don't count. They don't really, you know, they might count towards your overall steps in the day. But what I'm asking people to do is like, look at your, look at what your current steps are now. If you have any indication on your phone, you remember I was saying you could look that up by clicking on the little heart thing and you'll find your steps um, to work on doing like, you know, 5,000 more steps than, uh, than what you're normally used to. Cause that, your body has already adjusted to whatever it is that you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, now it's time to add in something different. Yeah. It's also good to pay attention to like your standing averages. I wonder what people's like standing averages are. This Um, thing needs to tell us about eating too. You know, this fucking thing needs to like, like, yo, you're really eating eight times a day. Mm. It's gotta be able to track it because your heart rate goes different and everything. Maybe, but I don't know if they've gotten there yet. Hmm. Yeah. Whoa, it has your speed and step length. Yeah. The fuck? How fast are you going? I'm going 2.3 miles per hour. Mm. Typically standing 14 hours a day. Where does it have that? Stand. Under under activity. Understand. I don't yeah. I don't understand. Understand. Just start standing too. That'll help peeps. Anyway. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. It's your turn. Oh. <laughs> I'm at Mark Smelly Bell on TikTok and Instagram. Strength is never weak. This week is never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye.